Ever wondered what unicorns eat for breakfast? Okay, so I don't actually know. But I do know that 20% of all unicorn startups are using HubSpot. And for good reason. HubSpot's all-on-one platform levels up your sales, software, and support. Plus, they have a huge collection of resources to help startups scale. And with the HubSpot for Startups program, you could save big off your first year. To see if you're eligible to save on HubSpot, visit HubSpot.com startups. What's going on, everyone? It's Wednesday, September 28th. I'm Zachary Crockett here with Rob Litterst, and you're listening to The Hustle Daily Show. Today, we're talking office perks, you know, ping pong tables, juice bars, gyms, childcare. A lot of tech companies and big conglomerates have become almost like little villages. Uh, but it turns out that workers don't really care about most of that stuff. Rob's going to tell us what they do care about. But before we get into that, let's take a quick look at what else is going on in business and tech. The S&P sunk to a two-year low on Tuesday. The bear market continues to intensify on the heels of the Fed's interest rate hikes. And after this latest drop, the S&P 500 is now down 24% from its record high close earlier this year on January 3rd. GM is in some hot water over its in-office policy. Last Friday, the company's senior leadership team said that corporate workers would have to return to the office for at least three days a week starting later this year. But yesterday, a second email walked that policy back after workers took some grievances with that. Six U.S. and Australian Uber Connect drivers told NBC News that they're afraid customers are using the courier service to transport drugs. Among other things, drivers reported having to deliver a bag of white stuff, a cigar box wrapped tightly in duct tape, and a bottle of pills labeled as a prescription amphetamine. NASA's Double Asteroid Redirection Test, or DART, successfully crashed into an asteroid on Monday. Hopefully, that's something it can repeat if uh, one of those is heading for Earth. And lastly, the SEC is suing three ex-MoviePass executives, claiming that they misled the public about their business model. All right, Rob, let's talk perks. I don't know why, but whenever I hear about perks, my mind just goes straight to ping pong. <laughs> Every single time. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And I'm not going to lie, I've been in tech for, I think, about 10 years now. <laughs> and I've worked at a few companies where there are ping pong tables and the games get pretty intense. Yeah. I had like a, a lunchtime ritual at <laughs> one company I worked at where after lunch, I'd go and play a game with uh, a buddy on the sales team and got a nice sweat in every day. It was nice. Yeah, man. But, you know, as you wrote in the newsletter, you know, offices today are just crammed with perks. They use them as a way to acquire talent, to get people to stay. Some of these campuses are, are literally set up like towns where you have dinner halls, lunch halls, gaming halls, gyms. What's the deal with all this stuff? You're 100% right. You know, before the pandemic happened, a lot of tech companies and a lot of companies in general really went as far as they possibly could to make their office and like where people would be working as attractive a place as possible. Mm. And I mean, HubSpot is a place that was doing that. I mean, the first time I worked at HubSpot back in 2012 to 2016 before coming back to work at The Hustle. Sure. And I mean, when I left HubSpot, there was a full-blown coffee shop mm. and barista on site. They had a relationship with a company called Fuda that had like rotating lunch options in mm. the lobby of our building. There was a gym. There are all sorts of these amazing things. And it really did make it 
nice to be able to come to work and have some of these luxuries. Of course, there's a ping pong table, there's a beer fridge, <laughs> there's all the staples that you see. Right, all the stereotypical stuff. Yeah, the kind of like startup perks, starter pack. Yeah. But there was this really cool stuff. And I mean, HubSpot has always had a lot of great perks as well. I'm a company man, I got to give them a shout out. Sure. But yeah, I think what you're alluding to is these have kind of been staples of tech companies to try to attract new talent for years. Which has become well, way more important in this kind of workers market that we've been in for the last few years. A hundred percent. And ultimately the pandemic by kind of forcing people to work from home, I think took a lot of that power out of the employer's hands and really just kind of changed the paradigm of like what it means to work and what an attractive perk actually means. Once you get a taste of working from home and you have this flexibility and you can get a few hours back without having to commute and all those sorts of things, it starts to really make you weigh the importance of, you know, free booze or a free massage or a meditation room or whatever it might be. And so I think a lot of workers are just kind of recalibrating how important those things are compared to some of the other priorities in their life. Yeah. Well, you took a look at this. There was recently this big viral Twitter thread where people were talking about kind of office perks that they had access to that they didn't really find that appealing. And so many people said unlimited vacation. Totally. A hundred percent. What was the grievance with unlimited vacation? So I think the biggest grievance with unlimited vacation and kind of like the running joke of unlimited vacation is that at a company where there's unlimited vacation, nobody takes vacation. Right. (laughs) So I think like that's kind of been the running gag about it for years. It's kind of a smoke and mirrors tactic where it's like they look extremely generous for offering the unlimited vacation policy. But then you get into this weird vortex where, you know, you're like, well, Rob didn't take any days off this quarter. Should I? And then it's just like, (laughs) nobody makes a move, you know? And I mean, I think a lot of the time it's like these high growth startups where the culture is really centered around work and putting in a lot of time and really kind of grinding it out to kind of build these big products. And so you have this kind of juxtaposition of this perk that sounds amazing on paper that nobody actually ends up using because they're just way too busy and the optics of it wouldn't be great. I mean, I think like the first time that I had unlimited vacation, I was in sales and it's really hard to take time off in sales if you're not hitting your number. You know, it's a type of thing where you feel like if you take a week off in sales and you're on a monthly quota cycle, then you're just going to be anxious the entire time if you haven't already hit your number, if you don't have deals lined up. So I think there are a lot of reasons why people wouldn't use their vacation time. And I think the bigger point here is that if a company encourages employees to take time off and puts like the infrastructure in place to allow for it, unlimited vacation can be great. But I think the companies that do that are kind of few and far between. I looked into this a while back. I've always been fascinated by unlimited vacation policies. But you can actually get fired for taking too much vacation time with an unlimited vacation policy. Really? I think there is kind of a discretionary element to it where if you abuse the policy too much, it does open you up for scrutiny within the company. The word unlimited is doing a lot of work there that maybe isn't true, but you you can't just, you know, take a three month hiatus in the middle of your job to go chill in the Bahamas. Totally. It's like this catch 22, like you have to be in good standing to be able to take more vacation. And how can you be in good standing if you're taking constant vacation? Right, right. (laughs) You know, but it is interesting. Like I've kind of noticed this trend just kind of reading up on the news as we do all the time, putting together the daily newsletter, where it seems like a lot of companies are moving back towards a more standardized vacation offering, Mm. like where they're offering 
you know, five weeks of vacation or four weeks of vacation or whatever it might be, but they're just being a lot more specific about it. I almost feel like now that's a play that you can make to kind of show potential employees and applicants that you're more thoughtful and have a specific mindset about your company culture or something like that. Right. And obviously it's not just vacation. Like people in this Twitter thread talked about all kinds of stuff from free beer, free massages, laundry services. One that I thought was kind of interesting was childcare. I I know that actually seems like something that might be useful for for young families. Yeah. And to your point, I think childcare if you have children, is an absolute game changer. I can speak from personal experience. My wife's office has a daycare center on campus. And so when she goes into the office, they actually have a hybrid work environment. She goes in two days a week and she brings our son to daycare every day with her to go to work. She mm-hmm. can stop in and say hi or or not if she thinks that's going right. to rile him up in the middle of the day. <laughs> and you know, when she finishes up work, she can go grab him and come home. And it's it makes it super, super convenient for us. And so I think that those types of perks, I think, are becoming more and more important. As the workplace shifts toward other needs. Exactly. Like as the default setting for work shifts away from just being at the office all the time. Yeah. So like you looked into the research a bit here. What do workers actually want? Because there've been a lot of seismic shifts in the workplace culture since the pandemic. A large swath of the tech industry and white collar jobs has shifted to remote work or work from home situations. How has that changed all of these in-office benefits and perks? I think you just mentioned like remote work has played a huge role in what people value. So I think like one of the biggest perks that people want is the ability to work remotely and flexibility over mm-hmm. where they work. And I think complementing that is location agnostic pay, which I don't know if that's going to like really take hold and become something that a ton of companies do. <laughs> It seems like a tough one. Yeah. I mean, the reality of it is, you know, if you're living in San Francisco, the costs to live there are way higher than living in Kansas City or, you know, somewhere else, even Boston, you know? So it's like, it does make sense for people to make more depending on where they live in some situations. And so that's something that I know a lot of people are really interested in and mentioned the ability to work flexibly as kind of like an even bigger thing. And you mentioned childcare. I think mm-hmm. one that people like really latch onto is generous leave policy. So giving people more time for maternity and paternity leave. Mm-hmm. We're lucky at HubSpot. We get a lot of time. And you brought this up before we started having this conversation, but this is a very privileged conversation. So like for tech workers to kind of look at these perks and kind of scoff at some of these and laugh at some of these, there are probably a lot of people working that would love to have some of these perks, right? And I mean, I have family mm-hmm. members that work as teachers and, you know, work in other roles where they get like two weeks for paternity leave or, or whatever it is. Right. And and they're not getting free lunches exactly. or ping pong tables in the break room. <laughs> no free lunch at all yet. No ping pong yeah. tables. Exactly. My parents are high school teachers. Every morning I watch them pack their sad little peanut butter sandwich or whatever, you know, in a paper bag. They're not getting uh, that gourmet YouTube lunch. Yeah. <laughs> Four course meal in the middle of the day. The Google food court. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. We should say, you know, obviously the majority of workers in America do not have perk packages no. like this. UPS drivers, restaurant servers, you know, I feel like most tech workers are grateful for all of these perks. It's just maybe it's an argument of wastefulness or resource allocation. The perks are not 
heeding the call of what workers actually want the most. Totally. And these companies have a lot of money to throw around and, you know, they're investing in perks that are maybe have an ancillary benefit for them. You know, if Google continues to give out free dinners, but they don't serve them until 6.30 p.m., then that incentivizes workers to stay in the office longer. Totally. something in it for them. A perk maybe should be something that's a little bit more selfless and just is something that genuinely is something that your workers want. A hundred percent. Rather than some kind of coded tool to keep them working longer. Yeah, totally. We've been kind of like dancing around that this whole conversation with like the unlimited vacation. It's it's kind of the same deal. It's something that sounds great for the employee, but actually there might be some benefits for the employer as well. I think like one thing too is when you look at all these perks, you start to take for granted, like some of the other perks that are way more important, like healthcare and stuff like that. I mean, you you can talk about 401k matching and stuff like that, that have been kind of staple perks for a really long time for some companies. And to your point, the vast majority of workers in America are not getting these crazy perks. Maybe they're fighting for ones like healthcare and stuff like that. So it's really important to put it all in context. Sure. And we are seeing a little bit of a reckoning with some of these perks, even at the biggest of tech companies. Google recently did some cost cutting on travel and event expenses, and their CEO, Sundar Pinchai, uh, <laughs> said something a little controversial. He said, you know, guys, I remember a time when we used to be scrappy. Love it. You know, more money doesn't necessarily mean more fun. Of course, no perk cuts for the executives that we know of. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. On one hand, you could say that's easy to say when you're a billionaire like he is. But on the other hand, he probably knows more than right. anyone that money doesn't equal fun. <laughs> so it kind of cuts both ways. Right, right. But yeah, you're totally right. And I mean, there has been yeah. a little bit of pushback, I think, from Google employees and Meta employees as the companies have cut back a little bit. I don't know. From my perspective, like... You still have your crazy food court kitchen that has like everything you could possibly imagine for free. I, I think the complaining is a little yeah. bit ridiculous. I do get it to some extent because I think a lot of those perks were kind of used to hire people and attract people, but I don't know. I think their situations are still pretty good. All right, folks, that's going to do it for us today. Thanks for tuning into the Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Robert Hartwig and our executive producer is Darren Clark. For more business and tech coverage, go check out our newsletter. If you're not subscribed, you can go ahead and get yourself signed up over at hustle.co. We'll catch you all tomorrow.